The opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. This following program is sponsored by Causeway LLC. Information in this broadcast is not intended as an investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa are not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. <laughs> Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk. Gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Matthew is locally based right here in Tulsa. Questions, comments, concerns? Call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the KRMG app. Now, here's Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. And good Sunday evening to you. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you very much for tuning in to Northeast Oklahoma's premier hell only cryptocurrency show on the radio. In fact, one of the very few in the country. And Matt, I sent you an article about another one that's starting, but you got to jump on the game, brother. You were way early into this thing. Um, uh, Matthew J. Moore has written a book about it, and now he's doing the radio thing about it. And uh you're letting me down the primrose path, and I'm in triple digits. It's official. Good I evening, know, Matt. you know this. <laughs> this is always, always an epic time with uh, my co-host Eric Cooper and Russell here in studio as well. And you're right, you're right, Russell. Uh, Mark Moss, he is an absolute legend, and he deserves a radio show. I'm not going to argue that. Yep. Uh, we actually were talk in talks with him about trying to get him on our show at some point, but this was He's actually. Still good. I, yeah, we st still could, absolutely. But I think this was also when he was inking his own deal. He just yeah. didn't want to tell us. So, yeah. um, But I've uh, been in conversation with him, love what he does. His education is great. Uh, I want to welcome every single one of you who are listening today, whether you're in Tulsa or whether you're listening online around the world, because we do have people that listen to us in different countries, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, we are a global show. And uh, again, I want to welcome my co-host, Eric Cooper, who joins me weekly in this Orange Pill broadcast also known as Bitcoin pilling. Yes, 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 sir. Well, hey, I, everyone, everybody out there, I want to say just uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. You guys have choices. Um, it's great, Matt, because we uh, it's the fall temperatures are starting to happen. Uh, we've had greens. We've had massive jumps uh, October 1st and beyond. You know, we are actually up year over year 355% um, versus this time last year. So, I mean, Bitcoin is rocking and uh, blockchain is starting to take over more and more areas around our uh, everyday culture. Well, one thing's for sure, Eric, every year that I've been in crypto, my life has gotten better and better and better and better. So this is not financial advice. It's just my opinion. But I want you to come along on this conversation with us because these, this information, these people, these guests that we bring on, the topics that we cover could just very well change your life and prepare you for the future, in my personal opinion. Uh, but hey, Eric, let's hit the ground running with some major news of, uh, of adoption. We try to cover adoption as much as we can as it comes out. Uh, but have you ever seen the point of sale systems? Like when you go to a store and you pull out your credit card and, and you pay and there's this black machine there, usually it might say Verifone. Yes, sir. Have you seen those? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I, my hands aren't very big, but they've got like the uh, the little pin um, protection area. So you got to kind of stick your hand up in there. But yes, no, yes, yeah. I've seen uh, several of them. Well, there are currently 36 million of these in American stores across the country. And if you pay attention and when you're checking out at a store, there's probably a high likelihood that you've seen one or used one. Uh, but recently, here's, here's the cool news. Verifone added crypto as a payment method to these machines. So now you can choose to pay with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, USDC, PAX, die and a few others i know that was a mouthful that's a lot of cryptocurrencies there's a lot of projects out there we've talked about that on the show many times before but my point is just the simple fact that they made this yep. available is huge you know it's 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 like this network effect that's going to take place just like twitter allowing bitcoin tipping bitcoin tipping yes right? you know so one of the big things is obviously if you have to change hardware for these types of uh, pos systems that's that's a difficult task but with tap to pay being in a lot of them now um you know people that paradigm shift from people being able to pay through their phone or just tapping the credit card so that you don't have to pay the uh, the card replacement fee every like year and a half but um it's going to be cool because you're going to be able to um use that now we're pretty bullish on spend the fiat and save the right. crypto. I was going to mention that. It's yeah. so a good call, Eric. <laughs> but but it, it, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a cool thing just because, uh, I mean, I've left the gym before and been, uh, you know, at Target to pick up something for the missus, and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. And so if I, you know, could just, you know, push a little uh, Bitcoin, that would be, I mean, it'd be easier. But again, it's not so much about whether we're spending the Bitcoin or not. It's about the mainstream adoption that's happening. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the evolution is going to happen. Uh, I'm just not going to be the first one to spend my Bitcoin because it is appreciating. So uh, but like I said, in some of our shows, Bitcoin or money in general goes through an evolution process. So this is just going to be a part of that evolution yeah. process. But uh, another big news uh, coming from the chairman of the Federal Reserve, as most of you have probably know by now, uh, if you've been listening to this show, I'm not a big fan of the Federal Reserve, uh, but it's important to note that the recent, recently in a hearing in Congress, Jerome Powell stated that he did not think that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies needed to be banned in America, which is good news and a giant relief for anyone who thinks that the U.S. will try to ban crypto. Uh, the fact that the central bank is not advising this or looking at this uh, is good for adoption and price. Uh, not that they could ever really ban Bitcoin to begin yeah. with, but it's just another green light for all of those big money players looking to get into the crypto space and who might be a little bit hesitant. So it uh, looks like we're going to be taking an opposite direction of uh, China. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a little bit more policy discussion here in this uh, in this show. But in my opinion, I think what we've witnessed so far on the first day of October, we should officially call October. You ready for this, Eric? I'm ready. I'm ready. Pump-tober. What? <laughs> no, I love it. The reason why is uh, this is bullish news. All of this is very bullish for the price of Bitcoin. It will continue to pump the price of crypto, in my opinion. And historically, the price of Bitcoin has been pretty sluggish overall for the month of September, historically. Uh, we saw that happen again in 2021. However, hope is not lost because October is not only looking good, because we went from literally uh, 43,000 to 48,000 yeah. on the first day of October. So we had a, had a big pump there, so that was cool. 
right? Uh, you know, it, it's not only that, because obviously when the king, when Bitcoin goes up, you've got a lot of alts that go up, right? So people are still hoping that Dogecoin is going to be worth something at some point personal opinion, hashtag. Um, but we want to make sure that, uh, you know, when you look down at um, October and ready to get into Christmas, um, you know, I think that uh, I'm going to be sending uh, some Bitcoin for Christmas. So right. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And um, it's going to be worth a little bit more than obviously uh, September 30th. Well, yeah, you know, historically, October has closed out in profits seven out of the nine times since twenty nine or 2013. So hopefully we can log another fractal bull run in the next 28 days days, uh, and that will make October live up to my self-proclaimed title of Pumptober. Pumptober. <laughs> so, uh, what else is on the list here? What's what's on our agenda here, Eric? You know, so uh, I want to bring up, because, you know, speaking of adoption and bullish news, uh, on segment two today, we're going to be bringing up um, Natalie Smolinski, and um, she's the chair of the board for the Texas Blockchain Council. Uh, it's a nonprofit industry association dedicated to make the, making the state of Texas the jur jurisdiction of choice for crypto and blockchain industry. It's what we are fighting for for here in Oklahoma. And Texas is looking to become a big player in the crypto space. And uh, what's better? Uh, who's a better person than to talk to than Natalie? I concur. In fact, one thing to note, Eric, which I think is fascinating, Natalie's background is in anthropology and has focused much of her time in social anthropology. So, I'm interested to hear her take on the patterns of human behavior in societies and culture in general and how this might relate to cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, and this idea of decentralization. So, I think this will be a unique conversation because her focus is often spent on, on let's, okay, these three big things. I think this is important. The intersections of identity, technology, and government. So she, she'll be, you know, bringing some perspectives that maybe we haven't talked about on the show, maybe, you know, covering some ground that, that'll be interesting. But one thing to note is she is also going to be a keynote speaker at the conference that they are putting on uh, on October 8th at the T Texas Blockchain Council or, or the Texas Blockchain Summit.org, which will have some more information. Uh, and if you want to go to this event, uh, we'll have a deal that we're going to talk about later in this show, and you can get 25% off your tickets. And, All uh, right, very good. Let's, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and take a quick timeout. Uh, quick story, as once went to pay for a pizza, went to pick up the pizza, did not have my wallet with me. Guy said, you got an iPhone? And voila, I discover Apple Pay. And let me tell you, once you do it, you're like, don't want to do anything else. Yep. Bitcoin's going to be like that. Watch. Yep. Back with more of Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore on 102.3 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. You're listening to 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. We are live and local, baby, on a lovely Sunday afternoon. And you know, somebody forgot to tell Mommy Nature that the fair is in town because 0% chance of rain what? all week. I know. What is that? <laughs> that doesn't happen. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Always a pleasure. And uh, let's just turn it right over to our host because he's got a guest I know he's itching to introduce. Here's Matt. Hey, thanks, Russell. I want to welcome all of you crypto newbies, lovers, and experts. If you're listening to this show, this is the spot for you to tune in and, and have a conversation, listen to a conversation about cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, something that might just spark some inspiration and uh, maybe some hope, maybe some uh, futuristic thinking. So we want to welcome you to the show. Uh, we are here locally in Tulsa, but we do post this stuff online. In fact, I got my co-host, 
Eric Cooper with me, and uh, he's going to share with you where you might be able to hear some of our past episodes. Yeah, Matt. Now, uh, once again, thanks for uh, tuning in. We've got uh, all the episodes up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, pretty much anywhere. You can go to KRMG.com on the on-demand section and listen to the past episodes. And it's more than just Bitcoin. We talk about how this is going to affect uh, you know, college diplomas and reaching out to people across the seas. Blockchain technology is uh, is very, very vast. And so um, also check out mattjmore.com. You can go in and check a lot of stuff about Matt. His uh, best-selling book is on there, Foundations for Liberty. And uh, so I'll tell you what, there's a, a lot to unpack. Yep. So uh, just go to my website. Uh, you'll see a bunch of cool stuff there. Uh, and if you got questions, you can always get in contact with me. Uh, I'm here to give consultations. So if you got questions, you want somebody to hold your hand through the crypto journey, be more than happy to do it. But more importantly, I want you to share this show and this content with friends and family who maybe are skeptical, maybe excited about cryptocurrency. Uh, because honestly, in my opinion, we're America's favorite cryptocurrency radio show. And I think other people deserve to hear it. So Until somebody proves we're not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Maybe, maybe we can win an award or something. We'll try yeah, that. Sure. That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> we'll just but make also, up our own awards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, you know, for legitimacy, maybe people just are You're like, hey, listen, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. You it's know, magic internet money, There Eric. you go, magic internet. But Matt, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, our fascinating guest today because uh, joining us live is Natalie Smolinski, and she's an anthropologist, entrepreneur, and she's the chair of the Texas Blockchain Council. Uh, her focus and talks are often spent on the intersections. Now, this is this kind of blows my mind. Identity technology, and government. And uh, Natalie, we are super excited to have you on our show. Welcome to uh, one of the best radio shows uh, and the one of the only ones dedicated to cryptocurrency. Uh, do you mind uh, introducing yourself for our uh, wonderful audience? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Matt and Eric. Um, so yeah, like you said, I started out as a social scientist, but I um, I made a transition into industry and specifically into software. Now, the software company that I ended up in was actually working with MIT on college admissions. And during that process, it became clear that the applications that are submitted to MIT each year need to go through a really cumbersome verification process, particularly around all of the diplomas and transcripts and other academic records. Um, and then, of course, uh, on the flip side, a lot of people pretend they went to MIT who never really went there. Hmm. Um, and so we began thinking about how we might use this new technology called a blockchain as a verification infrastructure for academic records. And that ended up turning into the very first version of verifiable credentials, um, which is a new technology that's emerging based on blockchain. Um, and our company was actually the, the first company in Texas to bring a solution to market. So it's been fascinating watching the blockchain industry grow up. Um, you know, our company has always had a very strong Bitcoin focus. Um, and that's where I continue to also focus as an independent uh, researcher. I love it. You know, and, and I, when I was talking with you and, and looking up, you know, just kind of your past and some of your talks, I was listening to some of your talks. And by the way, you're a great communicator. So uh, I think this is going to be a great conversation. I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited 
to have you on. And, and, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, this is all the stuff that we keep talking about on this show because we want people to understand this idea of digital scarcity and how, how mind-blowing that is in a world where everything is, you know, people are used to copying and pasting uh, information. Right. But I, I wanted to get your take on this before we, you know, dive more into the conversation. How do you think blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and the idea of decentralization will impact how humans organize in the future? Because you've kind of got this unique background that I think you could speak to that. Yeah. So think of a protocol as an institution. So, you know, in the past, when we talked about protocols, we often referred to like diplomatic protocols, you know, things that um, politicians and diplomats would engage in to make communication easier across great cultural difference. Now we can encode a lot of that at the software layer. And so some of the protocols that have revolutionized human life in just the past few decades have, of course, uh, included TCPIP, which is the backbone of the open internet. Um, anybody can use this protocol to transfer information from point A to point B anywhere in the world. Now, what it doesn't do is tell you whether that information is true. Um, and so what the internet is now evolving is a verification layer. And that's what the Bitcoin protocol represents. So it started with a very simple use case, and that is money. You know, how do you make uh, money digital uh, and, you know, prevent someone from creating millions or billions of copies of uh, a digital piece of currency and, and just, you know, claiming that wealth? Well, the way that problem was solved was through the problem of a time chain, which uh, later came to be called a blockchain. Um, and because of the incentive structure built into the Bitcoin blockchain, its adoption has taken off on an exponential curve that's actually proceeding faster than the internet. Uh, and so this protocol is a new kind of institution that's not a state, it's not a government, um, it's not uh, a bank or coalition of banks, um, any type of industry consortium. It is a truly decentralized user-led protocol that no other institution can destroy. And so in that way, it has permanently changed the human timeline in a way that I think is going to be massively beneficial to the world. I, I concur with that. In fact, I, you know, when we look at the institutions and you look at the power structures of things and how people are organizing right now, you know, you talk about this verification layer, you know, we talk about uh, money, car titles, voting, all these things that, you know, mm -hmm. people talk about blockchain being used for. Uh, do you, I mean, because essentially we're talking about something that brings absolute truth and promotes more personal uh, sovereignty, really, over, over mm -hmm. our lives. How do you see this affecting government? Is this, is this going to change the way governments operate? I mean, we're going to have more or less. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, a couple of MIT historians recently wrote a book called The Narrow Corridor. And in that book, they talk about what they call the narrow corridor of liberty, um, which actually represents this balance of power between state and society. And so in order to have true liberty, 
uh, government can't be too weak on the one hand because it still has to have the power to enforce the law, um, contracts especially, but it also can't get too strong because then it quashes civil society. And so what's interesting is that we've seen um, government power moving into areas where it traditionally hadn't just been able to encroach through mass surveillance. Um, and that has re resulted in a kind of expansion of government that is net-net detrimental um, to liberty. Uh, so blockchain technology is kind of, uh, particularly Bitcoin, is really correcting this. It's creating a countervailing institution that's carving out that space for liberty um, and preserving that narrow corridor. I love it. I love it. Well, we got to get ready to go here to break, but when we come back, I want to go more into this conversation. This is fascinating. So stay put, stay tuned. And the the, the paradoxical thing of all of this is it's it is private, but it's all out there in the world, right? Anybody can access this data at any time. It's it's really interesting. Uh, we'll be back with more of cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore right after the news and weather. You're listening to 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Oh, welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. We are live in the big city of Tulsa on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you for joining us and spending part of your Sunday digging for that digital gold. Let's just, just get right back to the conversation because that way I won't trip over my tongue again. Here is our <laughs> host. Matthew J. Moore. Hey, Matt. Hey, Russell. Thanks so much. And uh, what a welcome all you crypto curious people out there, whether you're in Tulsa, you're listening online in a different country, wherever you are, we've got the content and conversation for you guys. Uh, we're orange pilling a bunch of people here. Uh, but we are talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about blockchain technology. And we got a really unique guest here today. In fact, I've got my epic uh, co-host with me here, Epic Cooper, Eric Cooper. Welcome back, my friend. Matt, thanks again. And yeah, no, I, I do say that this is one of the uh, most amazing conversations that we've had on at this point because uh, Natalie Smolinski has been talking about how she helped, uh, you know, kind of influence blockchain to help out with MIT admissions um, and kind of shared her thoughts on how the blockchain technology is going to impact how, how we as humans organize in the future and um, also, you know, some other stuff that it's going to affect. So, um, Natalie, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you for being here with us. And um, <laughs> thank you. You offer a ton of stuff. So can you uh, share your website with our, our fun and fantastic guests so that they can uh, check out more about you? Sure. Um, NatalieSmolinski.com. Um, you don't have to get the last name spelling right. I think Google will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I love it because I think people should check out your website because I, I was listening to some of your talks and I think, you know, you've got some books on there as well. If you really want to do some some deep diving and some learning, go check out her website because uh, she's, she's also going to be one of the keynote speakers at their conference or their summit, essentially, that they're putting on in Texas, Austin, Texas. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, so stay tuned uh, uh, if you want to get a discount and join us down there in Texas. But uh, Natalie, in the last segment, 
we talked a little bit about how the future might look and what kind of impact blockchain technology and this idea of digital scarcity uh, and even cryptocurrency might have. Uh, you're, you're a very bright person, and I've noticed that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency often attracts very curious and intelligent people. And oftentimes these people are, I would consider, contrarians or independent thinkers, libertarians, much more. I mean, there's, the list goes on. But, I, you know, I find this common thread in the people that are early adopters to cryptocurrency. What is your take on the crypto space and how, how would you classify it as being a self-organized mechanism? Yeah. So, you know, blockchain technology was really born in the cypherpunk community, um, which was a community of cryptographers who believed that they needed to create the cryptographic primitives that would protect individuals from the overreach of the state. Um, and so what they did for a long time was considered kind of a, a dark art. You know, cryptography was classified as a uh, munition by the U.S. government in the early 90s, and uh, its export was forbidden. Um, but now the technology is basically ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Um, it's used for every form of transacting, whether just communicating or uh, commercial transactions or, or validating identity. Um, and so, you know, it was these people who really took it upon themselves to um, protect the privacy of individuals living digital lives um, have now created an infrastructure that everyone can benefit from. Yeah, we're talking to Natalie Smolinski, an anthropologist, entrepreneur, and the chair of the Texas Blockchain uh, um, Council. Uh, Natalie, can you explain to us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so the Texas Blockchain Council is actually a brand new organization. We were born in 2020, so we're just a little over a year old. Um, but the reason that we arose last year is because we sensed that there was a real change in the public sentiment toward blockchain technology in Texas. Um, you know, for many years, um, a community of entrepreneurs and developers had been incubating in the state. Um, but 2020 was really the breakthrough year where um, a lot of people kind of in the mainstream of industry and politics started thinking, you know what, the future of our state is tied to this technology. And so we realized, you know, the opportunity was ripe um, to move forward several pieces of legislation that would create a friendly climate for blockchain innovation in Texas. Uh, we got two of those passed into law in, in this year's state legislative session. We got several more that we have brewing for the next legislative session. Um, and that really changed the conversation. You know, we said from the beginning, Texas needs to lead here. Uh, and so we're making sure that happens. You know, I, I find it really cool that you guys are all doing this. In fact, you know, uh, I've been in crypto for five years and, and in 2019, I worked with the Oklahoma legislature and I was, cause I was obviously observing what Wyoming was doing. I, I basically mm -hmm. took a bunch of their bills and modified them for Oklahoma. And, and, you know, I even, I went down to the Capitol and did an interim study to teach the senators. Uh, obviously Oklahoma is not on the cutting edge in this regard and my bills got killed in committee. But, uh, you know, as I was kind of going through this educational process, you know, I've just been trying to push and hammer and, and trying to get people to, you know, 
look at this stuff because it is important. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to change the future. And I think the states that become early adopters and friendly to the technology, it's going to be very beneficial. Um, obviously, you've had some success in Texas. And would you classify your guys' moves, you know, are you learning from Wyoming? I mean, what, what what's your hopes here with the, the legislation? Yeah, no, I mean, Wyoming was definitely a pioneer in this space and all respect to um, the leaders of that state for having the courage to be the first movers. Um, you know, that that is truly rare. Um, and I think that they've set an example um, that many others can follow. Um, what's what's unique about Texas is that you know, as far as the size of our economy, I mean, we're like the ninth largest GDP in the world. So we're a huge state. That's right. um, that means that sometimes um, we can't move as fast as smaller jurisdictions. But when we move, we move decisively and we move to lead. Um, and so Texas, I think, uh, realized that blockchain technology was in line with Texas values of individual liberty, um, independence, free markets, entrepreneurship. Um, and after that, I mean, it was, it was really, let's go. So you guys, you've got the Texas Blockchain Council, and you now you've decided to do the conference. Uh, how often do you guys do these? And, and share a little bit, a little bit about the uh, upcoming one coming up here, and it's next week, correct? The eighth, Yeah, that's week. right. It's coming up on Friday in Austin. Um, and the idea behind the summit was we need to take the opportunity to step aside and reflect with all of the brain trust around Bitcoin in this country um, and in Texas. So let's get the subject matter experts, the regulators, the politicians and policymakers all in the same room together to talk about the most pressing issues particularly in the Bitcoin space today. Um, you know, we achieved a lot in the legislative session, but these summits are really designed to be brainstorming sessions and opportunities for people to bounce ideas off of each other in a way that generates, you know, the new bills, the new initiatives, the new industries that we can't even imagine yet. Yeah. So, okay. Where can people go to learn about your conference? Cause you guys have got a, a pretty, pretty cool lineup. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So Texas summit.org. Um, you can see all the speakers, the agenda, you can register for the conference. Um, tickets are selling fast, but, um, you should still be able to get them. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. And and I want our listeners to know that if you want to go to this, cause we, we plan to go to this, uh, you, you, you need to go to their website. And if you at checkout, if you use the promo code crypto mat at checkout, you'll get 25% off of your tickets. Uh, I promise you it's going to be a blast. These things are always educational. You're going to meet some of the most fascinating people there and some of their, uh, speakers that they've got, uh, they've got the, uh, us Senator, Senator Cynthia Lummis, us Senator Ted Cruz. Nick Carter, Alex Gladstein, Will Cole, and Natalie will be speaking as well. Uh, who are you most excited to hear from, Natalie? Oh, you know, I am super pumped for a couple talks. Um, first of all, Nick Batia, who's the author of Layered Money, is going to be giving his first ever policy speech. So I'm super psyched for that. 
Um, and then Nick Carter, who is um, a well-known thought leader in, in the Bitcoin um, mining and energy space, uh, is going to be giving a keynote that leads into our panel with the CEOs of a number of major uh, Bitcoin mining companies. And then we also have SEC Commissioner Hester Peirce, who's going to be closing out the day um, with, I've heard, a policy announcement. Really? Oh, do we have any hints? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But again, uh, share that website with our listeners one more time. Yeah. That's TexasBlockchainSummit.org. And when you guys do these events, is this is your like first big conference. Have you guys done smaller gatherings? Do you do regular gatherings? Like how does that work? We do. Yeah. So we have a presence in a number of major cities in Texas. So the local chapters will organize meetups, um, whether those are just, you know, happy hours or meetings with uh, local elected officials or representatives. Um, we recently had a couple big meetups in Houston, um, particularly, you know, with the oil and gas industry in Texas. Um, so Dallas and Austin also have, uh, meetups that anyone can participate in. So, so if I'm, you know, I don't have to be, uh, you know, at the top of the crypto game, if I'm kind of a newbie, do you uh, recommend that I come out to the, uh, to the uh, conference also? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I've communicated to our speakers that we're going to have audiences with a range of levels of expertise in this area. You know, we're going to have total beginners all the way through, you know, seasoned veterans. And so, you know, our speakers are aware of that. Um, they're making their talks accessible um, and everyone's going to come away having learned something. Love it. All right. We got to take a quick time out. I'll tell you, if for no other reason, just go hang out in Austin for a while. I, it's <laughs> my favorite city in Texas. I don't know if you actually live in Austin, but it's almost like somebody took a piece of Height Ashbury and dropped it in the middle of Texas. Love Austin. We're going to take a quick time out. You're listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore on 1023 KRMG. Well, welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you very much for tuning in this evening. Fascinating conversation uh, today with a great guest. And uh, I'll let uh, Matt and Eric introduce her just in a moment. Uh, a reminder, we're here every Sunday, uh, 5 to 6. We are live and local in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We haven't missed a Sunday yet. I don't think, and gosh, well, since these guys went on the air. But if you miss an episode, you can always go to krmg.com or the KRMG app and hit the on-demand section. They're all there, except for the famous lost episode, for which I blame Bob. <laughs> Kidding, Bob. Bob's I don't think you were here. Let's get bring our host back. Well, you know what I love? I love that Matt. our producer's name is Bob. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and it's Bob Cooper. He's, well, he's Bob he's Cooper, my, who my, is my, a my... Tulsa radio legend. And, yep. Love it. Uh, oh, so, no, not Karen. Bob is kind of the male... Karen, I, I'm sorry to, to break that. Too, <laughs> well, I want to welcome everybody back. Uh, if you're crypto curious, this is the place for you. Uh, we have wonderful conversations. And uh, if you want some help or learn more, more if you're, well, feel free to go to my website, mattjmore.com. We got a lot of stuff there for you. But we want to take it back to our guest today because it's been a great conversation. So I'm going to flip it over to my co-host, Eric Cooper, and he's going to pick us back up. Yeah, we've been speaking with uh, Natalie Smolinski, and uh, don't worry about the name. If you Google it, you will get close enough. And she's an anthropologist, 
entrepreneur and the chair of the Texas Blockchain Council. They're putting on conference down in Austin, and it's beginning this Friday, October 8th. I actually ain't going to be able to make it because I just said ain't on the radio, but uh, my son's having a, <laughs> a surgery uh, on Thursday just to get tubes and tonsils. But, um, but Natalie, you are going to be sharing uh, through a couple of your, your talks. Uh, can you give us a little uh, sneak peek on what you're going to be talking about? Sure. Um, so I'm going to lead into the conference by just framing up you know, why we're meeting today, why it's so important, um, and how the protocol exists as this revolutionary institution, which we talked about um, a little earlier on the show today. Um, I think it's really important that the audience understands that um, software is a liberative technology and that it has impacts for um, political economy. So meaning, you know, the uh, relationship between government and economic growth. Um, so that's going to kind of set the stage for the conversations to follow. Um, and then I'm going to also help close out the day on a panel about the national security uh, and geopolitical implications of Bitcoin. So, you know, what does this non-state distributed currency mean for America's role in the world, um, the American dollar, um, the projection of American power, and how should we be thinking about that going forward? Yeah, we were we were talking a little bit off air and, you know, we were fascinated with the thought of government and the legislation that's being passed and the responses that politicians have been having. Uh, but I think Russell wanted to ask you some questions about some some bills that you guys passed in Texas. Well, yeah, I was curious. Mm -hmm. to, what were the legislative priorities? Like if you are trying to set a state up for success when it comes to cryptocurrencies, and I, I know I could have asked Matt, but I've asked Matt, so I thought I'd try, you know, <laughs> what, what did you guys go for? What did you get passed in? you know, was there anything in particular that you really want to get past that didn't get the first time? Sure. So we actually proposed four bills um, and three of them made it all the way through the Senate. Um, the, the third one just wasn't moved to governor's signature in part because of some last minute um, political shenanigans, but you know, that kind of stuff happens. Um, so you just have to be prepared um, the two that we did get passed were, I think, the most critical bills. So um, the first one, the blockchain workgroup bill, really establishes a body with the political mandate to make policy recommendations around blockchain technology for Texas. So it has a very broad mandate. And the reason that we promoted this bill is because whenever you're introducing um, a new paradigm or a new technology... Um, sometimes there can be a kind of headlessness where no one really knows who's leading and who's in charge and whose point of view matters more. And so having a small group who's charged with developing a report about what the state needs to be focused on is really the first step from our point of view. Um, it will help direct and focus the future legislative initiatives to come. Yeah. And then the second bill that we got passed, um, the virtual currencies bill, was really important in providing regulatory clarity for financial services institutions in the state of Texas to know that Texas is open for business. 
when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Um, so regulatory clarity is what everyone wants in this industry right now. And the federal system in the U.S. can make that a challenge sometimes because, you know, there's federal regulation and then every state has um, its own regulatory bodies and frameworks. And so um, these uh, bills are going to look a little different from state to state. But, you know, what HB 4474 did is it, um, it basically defined what a virtual currency is under the law. Um, and how a security interest in a virtual currency is perfected. And so that was what gave, you know, the Texas banking commissioner the um, certainty that enabled him to then say, yes, Texas banks can custody virtual currencies. And that was a signal to the market. So it sounds like consensus and clarity were, were mm -hmm. essentially the goals. Yeah, and, and that's some of the, you know, objective, objectives that I had with the bills in Oklahoma, and you saw it in Wyoming. So I think this is the great direction. I love what you guys are doing. I highly promote it. In fact, uh, if people want to learn more about you and the conference, please, please share people with people how they can get in touch with you personally and then also the conference. Sure, absolutely. So you can actually reach me at um, contact at texasblockchain.org. Um, or by just filling out the contact form at uh, texasblockchaincouncil.org. Sorry, that's contact at texasblockchaincouncil.org. Um, and then the texasblockchainsummit.org website is also um, a way that you can reach out to the TBC. Um, either way, we will get your message. Well, they say things are always bigger in Texas, but I say things are always better in Texas. So, uh, <laughs> thanks Whoa. for, for the yeah. shout out. Right in front of the Red River shootout. I know. I know. Tell you wow. Texas weekend right now, too, man. <laughs> Treading hey, on listen, dangerous you waters. You know what? If I could get the legislators to listen to me, then maybe I wouldn't be saying this. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Did you hear that, Oklahoma legislature? All right. You've been listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Thank you very much to our special guest. And uh, thanks to Eric and Matt, as always. We will see you here next Sunday, right? We are live and local from 5 to 6 p.m. Tulsa time, baby, on 102.3 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. I'm Russell Mills, and we'll see you here next week.